0: Welcome back. I heard that uh, the audio on the last one was a little rough, so hopefully this one's a little bit better. Uh, Moving on with our story and our podcast. Leadership. Don't forget where you came from. How could I? Everything has not been sad stories or experiences or that would make for a pretty rough job. I've had some of the most fun and joy-filled experiences doing what I do and have worked alongside some amazing people. When I was working as a volunteer and going to school, I'd go to the station as often as I could. Being there was very important to me and I very much enjoyed it. Being in the concrete business, I looked forward to rainy days so I didn't have to go to work and I could snag a couple of calls here and there. It always proved to be an exciting time. There were two full-time employees in the department, one being the chief, and the other in a firefighter, AMT, that did the billing and paperwork, who worked Monday through Friday 8 to 5, and we were also on call together with the rest of the shifts on nights and weekends. On one of those rainy days, I was able to jump a call around 11 a.m., and to tell you the truth, I don't remember what that first call was about. But what followed, I remember well. We were on our way back to our district when a call came in for possible amputation involving all five fingers on one of the patient's hands. We did have a backup ambulance in town as long as there was someone available to staff it. So at first we were not in too big of a hurry to respond. A second page went out for the call and we decided we should respond. We were about 15 miles away and just getting off the freeway. Let me set up the scene for you for what happened next. My chief was riding shotgun in the passenger seat. I was driving, and the assistant chief of our department was in the back in the captain's chair. We were just exiting the freeway onto a single-lane off-ramp with a guardrail on one side to the right and a 10-foot steep downhill embankment on the other side to the left no room for air right well just as we were exiting the off ramp my chief reaches over and flips on the emergency lights and we're off well kind of there was a full-size utility van in front of me with no back windows and really nowhere for him to pull to the right and we were still going around 55 coming off the freeway i was following and maybe a little too close so I couldn't see around him, even though I was hugging the left side of the road. This off-ramp, off-ramp merged onto a state highway, so there was no yield or stop sign at the end of the ramp. All at once, the van moved to the right, and I thought I was just—he mo- was just moving over for me. So I proceeded to the left and hit the accelerator. Well. There was a car at the bottom of the off-ramp that had stopped in the travel lane and I couldn't go right because of the van and I couldn't go left any further because of the drop-off. So the only option was to hit the brakes and try to go through it. We struck the rear end of the of the car kind of more on the curb side and it shot them spinning across the four-lane highway we were merging onto. This pinballed us over to the van. We were passing and we sideswiped the van. We all came to a stop in the middle of the highway. Chief radio dispatch and I got out to assess for injuries and damages. We hit so hard that I was sure someone was going to be seriously injured. The guy in the van was fine and as I approached the car that we hit the passenger was exiting. I observed a woman who was about in her 70s get out and start marching towards me. Before I could ask if they were okay, she let out a barrage of expletives that made me blush and told me that I had no right hitting them. I told her they shouldn't have been stopping in the middle of the off-ramp. I then asked if anyone in their car was injured, and she again, with much profanity, assured me that they were all fine. I did remind her that we had an ambulance available on scene if she needed anything, but I guess she thought that was a little bit of a sore subject. All of our friends arrived, UHP and local police, and began to sort out what happened. In the end, the driver of the car was cited for improperly stopping in a travel lane, even though they explained they were just stopping to do a U-turn, which was also illegal. The driver of the van, well, he was arrested on an outstanding warrant and we were excused to go. The call we were responding on was covered by other volunteers and the patient had non-suturable lacerations to two fingers and wasn't even transported. I didn't have to explain anything because the chief had a front row seat and witnessed it all. After that, the chief must have deemed that I was the most qualified and put me in charge of teaching emergency vehicle operations to the rest of the department on drill night. I was thankful that nothing more came of that incident and that nothing but my pride was injured. When I was hired on, we were not really set up in the department to do much more than wait for the next call to come out. The ideas of business inspections and other duties to fill our days were still in their infancy stages. So the chief was looking for things for me to do. During those early days, military surplus was a major part of getting items at a reasonable price, price at surplus auctions. Along with useful things, there were also other items that made it back to the station and were put into various places. The first project I was given was to clean out and organize a closet where much of these items had been placed. There were many treasures that I found during the first hours of working and sorting and and cleaning the closet. At lunchtime, I notified the chief that I had found a couple of curious items that he needed to come and look at after we ate. We went to the back of the station and I showed them the treasures I had found. One was clearly marked as a smoke grenade and it looked like a tin can with a handle on it and a pen. The other was a two inch round cylindrical tube about 18 18 inches long no clear instructions could be found but it was noted that on one end was what looked like a primer and when we pulled the cap off the uh, the inside and looked at the other end it looked like a firing pin the only thing we could read was point this end away from face The first thing the chief did was pull the pin on the smoke grenade and let it go. No immediate action was noted, but when it activated, a plume of bright yellow smoke came out in enormous amounts. The back of our station was against a hill that had a main highway that came down behind it. The plume of smoke went up the hill and over the highway, which ended up stopping traffic until they could see through it again. Nothing too harmful, right? So, moving forward to the next experiment, the chief took the cylinder and pointed it to the sky and away from us and away from his face as instructed. He took the cap off and placed it on the bottom and then struck it with his hand. It went off with a smoke trail going hundreds of feet in the sky. Then an explosion and a bright light with a parachute above We knew immediately that there was a parachute flare and it looked cool until we noted it was floating towards some dry vegetation. We jumped into a brush truck to chase it down. With some prevailing winds, it had made it a couple of blocks before we located it. When we got there, we noted a police officer had a vehicle pulled over next to where we found it, questioning a teenager who was emphatically denying any involvement with the incident. We finally let the poor kid off as we explained to the officer that it was ours and we retrieved our property without incident and went back to the station. After a good laugh, I was reassigned to other duties that did not involve cleaning that closet anymore. How could I forget that? Lessons learned, we do no good if we don't get where the help is needed. Always be alert for changing conditions and leave yourself an out. It's easier to explain cheap things when the chief is involved. Keep him apprised of the things that you're doing. Laugh at your mistakes, move on, and don't make the same mistake twice.